Welcome to Stories from A to Z with Mona P. I'm Mona Pasanoff, and I will be your host, sharing with you a variety of stories, conversations, and discussions with intelligent and interesting people. Some are friends, family, or acquaintances. If you are a new listener, you can learn more about this podcast by tuning in to episode one. As a new podcaster, it can feel a bit overwhelming trying to get this off the ground as a successful endeavor. No one likes to put themselves out there to fail, especially me. Using GarageBand on my Mac for adding or deleting music and voice still feels like a hurdle I have to master. I'm working at it, and with each show, I hope to improve. I appreciate your support and patience. Until I can figure out how best to interview and download other people, you have me and my stories. Don't worry, though. You will soon be hearing other people's voices. Today's episode will be a reading from an autobiographical story I wrote a few years ago about how I wound up living in Florida. Hope you enjoy it. Warm was where I wanted to be. I was raised amidst the hustle and bustle of life in Queens, New York. My New York parents brought me into the world in 1956 and spoiled me with all things city. Early on, I learned to appreciate the towering skyscrapers of Manhattan and the corner pushcarts selling Italian ices, hot dogs, and knishes. Local pizza places were always favorites for a quick slice. I acclimated to the zillions of people going, coming, rushing, yelling, shouting to be heard. I loved riding on the subway as it zoomed through the dark tunnels into the light of the platform stop, standing squashed amongst the throngs of those late for work. I never tired of watching the faces of all the people of different ethnicities and colors who dress differently and smell differently. The odors of the city never leave your memory. As much as I thrived on all things city, I longed for greenery. Parks and rolling hills represented spacious freedom. It allowed me to breathe deeply and be quiet. I loved hearing the calls of the birds. It allowed me to be. Spending my preteen summers at a Girl Scout sleepaway camp in the Adirondack Mountains of upstate New York gave me an intense appreciation for the beauty and majesty of that which was not concrete, glass, or metal. Girl Scouts taught me to hike on rocky trails, carrying a backpack laden with a day's provisions, uphill to the summit of Bald Mountain. From the mountain's peak, I could view trees laden with leaves and pine needles staring back at me, a forest of grandeur in its many shades of summer green. Further enhancing my desire for all things outdoors were my grandparents, who each winter left the frigid cold of New York. They headed south to the east coast of Florida to spend two or three months in Miami. All my life, I heard their tantalizing tales of orange groves, sun, beaches, and the winter warmth. While in college in Boston, Massachusetts, 
I spent a few winter school breaks in Miami and Fort Lauderdale and decided that warm was where I wanted to be. But it would take a lifetime of years until that dream was realized. Living with the harshness of cold and bitter New England winters made me appreciate the loveliness of the spring, summer, and fall seasons. Early spring brought the songs of the robins returning to feast on worms which were finding their way up through the snow melt. Mid-May brought heavenly fragrances of newly bloomed purple and pink lilacs filling the air. They were followed by aromatic deep red roses smoldering in the heat and humidity of the long and lazy summer. And then, what a sight to witness the autumn foliage with its abundance of vibrant reds, oranges, and yellows as the maple and oak trees changed colors because of cooler air and shorter days. All too soon came winter, along with the first snowstorm creating a white, silent splendor as the snow-coated bare tree limbs, lawns, and roofs with its tranquil insulation of quiet. I can still remember the sound of icicles drip-drip-dripping in the sunshine of a new day, having spent a freezing, cold, blustery night hanging from the edge of the gutters. What fun to tug one of the clear, glass-like, angular spears from the roof edge or tree limb and relieve the dryness of one's mouth. Winter in the Northeast is cold. Frosty, freezing, see your breath in a cloud, cold. Bone-chilling, never-get-warm, cold. And because of that cold, I have always wanted to live where it is warm and sunny. Warmth has always called to me. Finally, I decided to heed the call. Ellie and I had been together two years when her employer asked her to relocate to Tampa, Florida from Massachusetts. She asked if I wanted to move with her. Was she kidding? Not only was I 1,000% in love with her, but here was the opportunity I had been waiting for. I could finally move somewhere warm all year round. Yes, 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 I told her. Ellie began working in Tampa before my house sold. I would fly down to be with her for long weekends. We began investigating our new environment, almost always staying at a beach locale. St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Sarasota, Oh my, I could get used to this life. It was a wonderful fantasy to imagine myself living in one of those tall, high-rise buildings with the terrace facing the beach and the never-ending expanse of warm gulf water. Every time I landed in Tampa that spring, I couldn't wait to change into my shorts. Leaving behind 30 or 40 degree weather, 70 degrees felt like a heat wave, with the sun shining hotly on my pale, still white from the winter skin. I couldn't understand why there were people walking around with jackets and long pants looking like they were cold. Did they not know they were in Florida? I later found out they were native Floridians acclimated to the warmer temperatures. It took me five or six years to finally feel the coolness and chill of a 50 to 70 degree temperature range. It is all so relative, isn't it? 
I closed on my house on May 31st and flew to Tampa the very next day, June 1st, 2002. The move was one of the best decisions I made in my adult life. Now, don't get me wrong. It was not an easy adjustment. No, ma'am. Living in the Tampa area is as far away from New York as I could get. But the beaches, birds, and warm weather have all been fine compensation. Thank you very much. I learned quickly enough that the fantasy of living on the beach was just that. A tad too expensive for our moderate incomes. Instead, I live in Riverview, relatively close to a large slice of suburbia known as Brandon. I hear tell it used to be cow pasture land with lots of trees, but now it is shopping malls, fast food, and all things commercial. I can choose to be part of the rush hour mania on State Road 60 or Causeway Boulevard, or I can choose to stay home in my little community that brings me back to the quiet, to the birds, the trees, and the nature of my soul. Before I left Massachusetts, a work colleague gave me the most wonderful going away present. Taking me out to dinner, she handed me a small envelope with a card inside. She told me that she knew I would appreciate this special gift. Inside was a membership to the Audubon Society. She knew how much I appreciated nature and birds. Have I always been that transparent? Embarking on the biggest move in my life, another nature door opened. Once situated, I began to attend the monthly Tampa Audubon chapter meetings. I went on field trips with more seasoned birders and learned the importance of being quiet. So the seemingly invisible birds along the shoreline or in the trees could become visible. I learned to recognize those birds I had only heard of but had never seen. My knowledge base has increased, so I am now able to identify the call of the fish-eating osprey or the tall, gangly, but elegant gray sandhill crane. I marvel whenever I see the pink-colored roseate spoonbill. And to think, if it weren't for a bunch of do-good women in the early 1900s who took up the cause of saving wild birds and stopping their decimation for women's apparel, and if it weren't for John Audubon, the roseate and its beautiful pink feathers would no longer be a reality. I am fortunate to live in Florida. I realize that now. I may not always appreciate the politics or the hurricanes that are inevitable, but I welcome the softness of the air on a warm summer's eve when I walk outside away from the coolness of the air conditioning and remember I live in Florida. No longer a dream or a longing, now a reality. It took me a good seven or eight years to feel like I had left all things city behind and to embrace all things warm, sunny, and Florida. The sun shines down and I rejoice in its warmth. My New York roots are still the foundation of my being, but Florida is where my soul has matured. I hope you enjoyed this story. Thank you for making the time to join me today and listen in. 
The next episode will be available two weeks from today, usually on a Monday. Log in to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google, Stitcher, and other platforms to continue to grow with me and this show. It usually comes up when you type in A to Z with Mona P. If you like what you hear, we would really appreciate if you could take a quick moment to rate and review the show on whatever podcast app you are using to listen. If you are interested in starting your own podcast, vblog, or just want some creative help, go to Susanna Muller's Facebook page for further information. Want original music? Contact me and I'll get you in touch with Tim Kane. Until next time, this is Stories from A to Z with Mona P.